aim like you can hear me. Stop trolling me, Lorenzo. No, I feel terrible. I I'm feel a delicate horrible. flower. I know. I've I've seen uh I can't take this. I can't take this teasing, no. this trolling constantly you're, from you. You're the one that least deserves it too. So I was feeling bad. I even to tell you the truth, I uh didn't wake up till, you know, like when I messaged you, I missed my psychiatrist appointment, so I'm like, all right. Oh. Yeah. There we go again, because I missed it like the week before too. But from oversleeping? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been... All my medication has been making me very tired. That and I was up late uh, watching a movie with my niece. Cause I was, What'd you uh, watch? Have you ever seen the movie Heavenly Creatures? I've never seen it, but that's a Peter Jackson-directed movie with Nicole Kidman from back in the day. No, actually, Kate Winslet. What did I say? Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. Kate Winslet. Yeah, it was her first Kate movie. Winslet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think my and, co-host uh, loves that movie. He's a big fan of that. Yeah, it's a pretty fucked up movie, and it's actually a true story. And, and is it Peter uh, Jackson? Did I get that wrong too? No, it's Peter Jackson. You're right. Okay. Very New Zealandish, and uh, yeah, I, I uh, remember showing it to my niece when she was like ten or eleven, and I probably shouldn't have shown it to her because the end where it's like the murder scene with the mother it's not very graphic but it's very realistically done oh nice yeah yeah you know you know where they kind of just let your imagination uh take control it's, it's you could fun. hear it could you hear it? Well, i assume i'm assuming a knife was involved i don't know if that could you hear no, the knife penetrating flesh i, I is it actually a squelching a, sound a brick in a stocking that they hit her with oh so okay blunt force yeah, so you could hit hear the thud. A thud, okay. And then like her, the mother like screaming, like uh, 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 like you know when you get like if you were to ever get hit in the back of the head where you'd feel like you're gonna throw up or something. Guttural sounds. And it death it, rattles. <laughs> Are there other terms for this? I think so. Probably. Well, everyone, welcome my guest. Uh, from the insufferable bastards podcast uh carlos danger uh I hi lorenzo that, i'm very happy hey. to be here i've been looking forward to this all week no yeah i, I was writing up the questions uh, all day yesterday and i'm like he's a cool oh wow cat. you don't have to do that <laughs> I, I like your stream man i like stopping in your stream when you're when you're just live streaming and just hanging out i like your community i like the people in your chat and a lot of times i lurk but I like the whole vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think I, I'm, I, I just, I like podcasts that are just, I don't know. I, I guess we're not supposed to like podcasts where it's just somebody talking and it's just like people hanging out. That's supposed to be like the, I don't know. I like, that's my type of podcast. So, yeah. And no, YouTube, YouTube gets kind of snooty, you know, and all these podcasts way. judging each other about how they look and what their background is and what type of camera lens they're using. No, see, that's where I get Fuck like, all that. yeah, yeah, where everyone's so like they build these beefs or these battles with each other just to like, I don't know, get more viewers or, oh, what are they going to talk about next when they're talking shit? But uh, yeah, I really don't like, like if anyone was to ever not like me, I'd be like, okay, just don't, 
listen you know right like, there's so much out there what, what i i mean i'm a drama i love the drama of the bigger podcast i'm definitely mm-hmm. invested in all that uh toxic stuff but i i mean the whole concept of of, of podcasts i don't know it's youtube man it's people-powered media like i don't there, there sometimes i get this feeling from some of the podcasts i'm seeing like maybe the mid-tier ones in the world that i'm watching they'll start like making fun of each other, like I said, for like a background or equipment or a microphone, the whole aesthetic thing. And I'm just like, well, what do you want? You want everything to be late night with Jimmy Fallon? Because if you follow that critique, <laughs> that logic to its to its conclusion, you know, we're all going to become what? You, the only thing you'll accept is, is Jimmy Fallon, like NBC, well-produced, professionally produced shit. The whole concept yeah. of YouTube is that it's supposed to be anybody, anybody with a mic can do this. That's the way it should be. That's American. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know American. what I mean? Yeah, like in my mic here is like a fifty fifty dollar mic. I'm glad it sounds like pretty decent. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, you can only invest where you can. You try to, you know, do better to your own. I would say to your own measurement. You know, exactly. Like if, if if you like it, if you like the way it sounds, you like the way it looks, then that's enough. It, it shouldn't matter to the public you know where it's like oh well, your mic's on uh not as good or uh your camera's bad it's like well then buy me one you know if you want me to change something up but yeah I, yeah i don't i hate the aesthetic <laughs> it reminds me of like sixth grade like if you, when i was in sixth grade like guest jeans were big and kids would make fun of each other if somebody wasn't wearing guest jeans like fuck all that man <laughs> so there's no you're uh Typically on your podcast, it's several bastards with uh, your co-host friend who's like, is he the one with the makeup? Yeah, Brian Spears. We grew up together in New York. He's really my only friend. I mean, unless I count my online friends now. But uh, yeah, he's a special effects makeup artist. He's his IMDB is huge. He's worked on like American Horror Story, that movie Smile that came out. Oh, yeah. Orange is the New Black, uh, all the Netflix Marvel shows when they were on Netflix, like The Punisher and Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Uh, I guess his latest one that just came out, there was a sequel to, I think it's called Becky. It was like the, it's it another horror movie. So he's done a lot of that. Mm. Uh, and he's been doing that his whole life. So he's my podcast buddy. And what do you all typically talk typically talk about on your show it's like uh, you no we we, (laughs) so we started right like he he's always been a horror guy and like i said we grew up together so like the early 90s when we were in high school we would go to horror movie conventions in new york city fangoria magazine used to sponsor fangoria weekend of horrors and you could go there and in those days you autographs were free it was all about promoting new horror like we saw sam raimi vincent price Man. all kinds of stuff lance henriksen right from back in the day and so he because he, he was always interested in in gore makeup specifically and fangoria magazine was like the bible so anyway we remained friends forever and then we met a third guy this guy joe greenberg at a horror convention probably 10 years ago and at horror conventions you know you would just talk about horror movies so we started joe's idea was to start a horror movie podcast and we did that for a while and in that time period, that was about two, 2016, let's say, we would talk about horror movies and then occasionally Howard Stern stuff because Brian and I 
are old school Howard Stern fans. Uh, Joe, actually, a screenwriter, because he was a screenwriter, sold the screenplay. He he won something called, or his, his script was on The Blacklist, which is an annual uh, compilation of the best unproduced screenplays in Hollywood. Mm. So he won a screenwriting contest. His screenplay was put on The Blacklist. He got representation. He sold the script to a uh, major motion picture studio. and uh, But he hated me. <laughs> He hated my guts. <laughs> so he left the podcast, right? And then okay. Brian and I sort of, we we got sick of talking about horror movies. And about two years ago, we rebranded and just changed the name to Insufferable Bastards because it was a, a better reflection uh, about what we are. Because we tend not to like uh, most movies. Well, yeah, if you're talking about like recent movies, movies have gone to shit. It's kind of yeah. like uh, the recent wrestling like people people are making these big studios just want to make content to put on the screen or to fill the void they don't want to really produce anything good or they want to re remake yeah it's gotten so bad yeah you like i mean the marvel movies i think are the are the perfect example of all that like yeah it used to be okay there were popcorn movies like growing up there was always summer movies and they were mindless but this whole idea that movies are just an extended commercial for the next movie or the next TV show is just the most soulless crap you can do. And I've stopped watching movies for the most part. I mean, I get more for the last year. Our podcast has been more invested in talking about, you know, whether it be Stuttering John or Shuli and what Shuli is up to. Uh, Israel Loves Company and all that kind of stuff. And then like meeting you and meeting Cardiff Electric and Elhar Reblay, Obnoxious John. Our podcast sort of for the last year has morphed into that kind of stuff only because I find now YouTube, specifically like the old man section of YouTube, more compelling than anything being produced uh, in theaters these days, which is mm -hmm. weird. So we've, I don't know, we're sort of like a, a podcast without a point at this at this point in our lives. <laughs> but who cares uh, though? Like we just talk about what interests us, right? Like I don't, I don't, I, we don't. So what? We don't have a a mission statement. We're not making any money off it. We're not monetized. You know, if we get a hundred views, we're happy, and I get to hang out with my buddy once a week. Yeah, and online, it's, it's what you want to talk about. You know, like you actually are interested in. It. It's not like, oh, let's uh, watch the latest film and. Tell, tell you what we what we think about it you know what i mean like and we're gonna hate it like that's what we we got to the point where <laughs> and i think that's why I, I like i love kevin brennan i don't know if you watch misery loves company at all but kevin brennan is perhaps the world's most most toxic comedian like he he's gone through a hundred co-hosts and i just love him because there's something i identify with in him first of all he's very funny but he's like the type of guy who's bitter and gets angry at what's popular a lot because he likes something a specific way, but it seems like the rest of the planet doesn't. And I think I identify with that. You know what I mean? I, I'm always wondering, like, why, why is this thing? Why is this movie podcast popular? They're just talking about fucking Marvel movies nonstop and comic book shit. Like, why is the whole Internet? Why does that have a million views? And then my mm -hmm. shitty podcast has 12. Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> no i could definitely uh relate to that bitterness where i'm like what why are y'all watching some guy just eat uh old food you know like uh 
like eating snacks from the nineties, and then he like vomits. He like vomits or something while eating, and that's I guess the appeal where it's just like, oh, this dude's vomiting, he's suffering. Uh, you know, like it's, I don't know, and then it, it gets millions of watchers, and then you're like, what the fuck? Like I, I think I'm uh just as entertaining without the uh you know sick type type of shit that you're uh watching you know that sick fetish shit <laughs> right yeah and i guess like part of our podcast journey for lack of a better term is just the realization that like oh wait a second our our opinions are definitely in the minority on everything <laughs> you know you judge by <laughs> as, as as judging i mean we didn't do youtube for a long time because i'm not comfortable on camera like i know what i look like uh, so we would just do audio only and, you know, maybe we'd get a dozen listeners. And then when we switched to YouTube, it was nice. You know, the narcissist in me likes getting some attention, mm-hmm. but, you know, then realizing that your opinions are hated by most people, <laughs> that's quite, <laughs> talk about like oh, ice water being dumped on you. I don't know, but. Yeah, but sometimes it's not a bad feeling to get ice water dumped on you you know what i mean it does i do feel like uh yeah learning to deal with with like anonymous online criticism does build character even as old as i am uh it i I do sort of enjoy it now if somebody says i suck or sometimes like (laughs) like sometimes there'll be a statement a statement that's like really vicious and it hurts and I'll go and like click on the comment to check out the person's profile. And what I've noticed, like this has happened like three times, but of course now in my head, I've built this up to symbolize or represent all people that say horrible things about me or my podcast or the guy who does my podcast with me. They'll have like, you'll go to their, their profile and it's like, they're, they'll have Bible study videos. It's them reading the Bible. And it's like, you just said the most vicious shit to oh, me, dude. man. That's and then so or their community will just be all this Bible stuff or like, and the, or it's political. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're just a, you're just a psycho. And your negative energy, <laughs> you, you threw at me in that comment, probably prevented you from beating your child or killing your dog. So I feel like even when people say we suck, there, there's, there's a greater purpose. There's a higher purpose to it. Yeah, it's something to someone to vent all their energy to instead of them like going and shooting their local uh, town square up or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we do serve a purpose then, I guess. And, and like Lorenzo, I came across you. I mean, the first time I ever met you, I, I was I, I had heard okay, WATP did an episode about uh, Lorenzo Ariola. And, but I didn't, I, I listen to WATP, but what I often do is if it's a podcast I'm not familiar with that they're critiquing in that first 30 minutes, I, I skip because I wanted to hear like the, the Stuttering John, their takes on Stuttering John, their takes on Chad Zumach. Uh, so I, I just knew you had been, you had been featured uh, and I was supposed to have Cardiff on around Christmas, right? We were doing like the best of the year in movies or something like that. And then you mm-hmm. dropped in, Cardiff had just given you the link and, and you dropped into our stream. And I thought it was wonderful. Uh, but I, I want to ask you, did you, because I, I, WATP also shit on uh, my podcast at one point, but but just yeah. briefly, we kind of, we avoided uh, like a 30 minute segment, but, and you've probably answered this a hundred times, but how did you handle that? Did it hurt? Because I, I was hurt and it took me like a week to figure, not really a week, but I was like, I, I recorded so many responses and then deleted, record, delete. So <laughs> how did you take it? No, I thought it was hilarious because they just 
added on like uh punchlines to my already like fucked up life you know uh it, it's like they just uh exaggerated it more by like talking about certain uh dialogue pieces that were out of context but you can't really hold my stories in context because like that same episode i could talk about my mom i could talk about a crow i could talk about uh me hitting on my or being with my cousin or whatever so right. there really is yeah there was really like no Lorenzo's context. greatest hits yeah <laughs> and uh when i heard about it i had never heard about who are these podcasts like i think all i listen to is like uh res- wrestling podcasts uh jim Cornette, and mm. um what else uh some other one hello dysfunction which that uh one of my uh guests that patafria that tattooed up girl she's oh, part sure. of that she's part of that podcast so that's how i've gotten to know her i as a big fan oh, okay and so i didn't even know this podcast existed but when they did a whole like it was long it was like 30 45 minutes on me and i thought it was hilarious i was like man this is hilarious and then it got me a big ass boom in my listeners cuz i guess they were t- trying to talk shit, but they they just made it funnier, you know. Or, or and your reactions cool. seem to touch a nerve. I mean, I don't like. I'm not a WATP devotee, so I'm I, I'm just this is my interpretation. So it could be wrong, but it seemed like your reaction uh, made you in, endeared you to the WATP hardcore listeners. Like they were, they automatically liked you. Uh, which yeah, is, I, I, I guess especially because all right. So Cardiff, he didn't know you until. WATP or was he involved with you before your WATP no, appearance no, for lack of a better I had, word? I had I hadn't really met any one of uh, y'all before okay. after that 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 thing and then uh yeah everyone just started like you know like my listeners blew up and uh people just started I don't know just following the podcast cuz I had like a lot of listens after that and uh, it was like i said it was i could take a joke like if they meant to be insulting like if that was their their um point at the moment i thought it was funny you know like <laughs> yeah, and how important i i know obviously like you, the whole point of your podcast or, or a big point is you talking about mental health correct yeah yeah because how, how much does because i find like i mean this has been a shitty week for me man the last a couple of months have been shitty, but in, in like personally, but just like, you know, normal stuff that happens as you get older. And I do find like laughing, like just like sitting down to one of these, uh, El Harrible or, or, or Cardiff and just having like one belly laugh a day really helps. Uh, now, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not on medication. So I, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just light, but I'm just wondering you as somebody who, who, who has, uh, mental health issues how much does laughter help if if at all or am i just being a fucking rube thinking no, it, no, it, it makes no. any difference i feel like it it does but i i don't know it, it feels like i'm at the point where i laugh at like the strangest things instead of <laughs> instead of what's supposed to be funny you know because uh i could definitely like be on like with you and ray devito and of course like he, ray devito's trying to be funny in his uh like by the book sort of way and i'll be there like talking about richard simmons over and over again and to me that's funny yeah. like like beating a dead horse you know like where 
everyone's like, why does he keep talking about him? And that's when that I was started. me. I was the, I am the third <laughs> yeah. guy. I'm like, what is though? That's, that's funny. You bring that up. The, the Ray DeVito one that really scared me when you were on it. Was, and you probably don't even remember. Well, no, you'll, maybe you will remember. It was me, you and Ray, obviously. And uh, the guy, nobody likes onions. Patrick Melton is this very funny, but pretty vicious podcaster. And so he was in the chat and I got really self-conscious that he was there because I'm not a comedian. You know, I don't even, this is something I do on Saturdays. You know what I mean? Like there's no, I know what I am. I, I'm, I'm not this, I have a, a day job and all that crap. So mm -hmm. I was self-conscious that he was there. Ray was talking about whatever. I think Ray might've had a couple of beers in him. And I don't even know what the exact subject was, but I guess OJ, Obnoxious John, was in our chat telling you to sing shit from The Lion King. So maybe Stevie Lou was on too. Maybe they were arguing. And then Ray and, and Stevie Lou were getting into some type of argument and you just started singing. And at that because moment, I was, I, 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 it was hilarious, but it also, I was terrified because it was <laughs> such a train wreck. I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be on Patrick Melton's streams tomorrow. He's going to be focusing on my zits and my red face as Lorenzo's singing and these two psychos are arguing with each other. I don't know. So anyway, that was, a, it was, it was like a living nightmare and, and, and it was because of your singing because that, that, that just pushed me over, over the edge. And I think I left, I actually ended up leaving because it just, I was just like freaked out. So I appreciate that, Lorenzo. See, I've been wanting to talk to you. For, I'm just venting on you because I, yeah, I do, yeah. it, I do it, like I you. Even, I didn't even mean to, you know, uh, cause all that. It's just, uh, I You're do just like being you, man. Yeah, I'm really just being me. Like, like I said, if I was invited and he was to, if he were to tell me like, hey, don't, don't be singing. <laughs> okay, you know, no problem. It's your show. But uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, Ray has no real rules. Ray, yeah. Ray's like, you know, he gets uncomfortable when you, you know, it's easy to make Ray uncomfortable. But yeah, he's okay if you just. He loves it. I mean, you guys are good together. I've been, I've been like, on Ray's show, like I don't know, like twenty times at this point. Uh, I feel like, like Ray needs a break from me probably at this point. But I like you and Ray together because Ray feeds off your energy. Where I get, I get kind of stiff. But. <laughs> No, it's always fun, like being a being invited. I guess you know that's what I say. But uh, yeah, if you cut me loose, I'm gonna cut loose. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm like learning the YouTube thing and stuff like that now. What kind of what not words to say? Because YouTube that's true picks yeah. up on certain things. Yeah, yeah, and I I do get worried as some sometimes. I, I mean, I don't. I do a lot of podcasts, but I also don't do a lot of podcasts because you know there is a worry. If I'm on a podcast and the the other guy says something, whatever, in a joking manner that's misinterpreted or it's not something you're not supposed to joke about, like yeah, I don't want to lose my my job and the have, lose the ability to put uh, food on my table because of some fucking joke. You know what I mean? So I, I do get yeah. really nervous about that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, I try to weigh out the uh, if it's worth it type thing. Type yeah. Deal. And it's like, nah, like, uh, and again, I'm learning because the first few uh, stuff I've done, I'll be like, oh, uh, talking about, I don't know, like pedophiles, but like in more detail, like, like really you, you thought this, you were going to do this. And then, you know, really Getting going into, into graphic details yeah, yeah, it can be about it. And it's like, uh, nah, it's not worth it. You know, like there are a million other ways I can do a joke or whatever without having to like 
resort to something that YouTube is going to be like, what? We're picking up all these keywords. Yeah, even allegedly, uh, like, yeah, the, the word somehow you can't, can't I, I don't know how true that is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did a thing, Lorenzo, like, uh, you know, my, my, my background is uh, newspapers uh, as a reporter at small, small time uh, reporting. And I did a thing where I was embedded with two probation workers, uh, probation officers, and they went around and their whole, it was sex offenders. So mm -hmm. it was all, it was all the kitty touchers visiting them in their homes. And it was, it was in Yonkers, in Yonkers, New York. And it, it was fascinating because these are, I mean, I guess we can't get into it because we're on YouTube, but yeah, seeing these guys' perversions and then meeting them and seeing where they live and how it, how it, it ran, it was the spectrum uh, of humanity, but they all had this one conviction uh, in common. So it was quite an experience. I haven't thought about that in years. No, and I've uh, and I'm not explaining like, it well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're trying to beat around the the the. You could you could bluntly explain it, and then it would, it would like maybe be some of the bad words. I know. Um, I but even trying to explain it because I can't put into words why I was fascinated by it. I guess it, it was like watching human train wreck or human car wrecks. I guess that's what was appealing about it. Oh, that's always fun. I um, like even me. I've had two friends from high school uh well they used to be friends like in high school or in and you know younger but now uh they're older but they both uh i heard from like the grapevine that uh they had both got picked up for like child porn on their computers Jeez. like a shit ton of like a shit ton you know like we, they always seem to have like the hub where like they're the next server you know where right. they have a uh, giga gigatons or whatever forget it of it and uh i was like oh, i know that guy oh, i know that guy and uh it was just crazy because we start thinking like me and my buddy uh who does all my art retro ring because we, we went to school there in uvalde uh how it's like oh yeah we could see that like we could see them being a it makes a pedo. sense <laughs> yeah like and, and then like my thing like meeting these guys like you have the you, you want to kill them because you you know the probation officer tells you and then just watching the probation officers deal with these guys because the probation officer's job was to make sure they're walking that line because obviously you know their their view was it's incurable so meeting a person wanting to kill them walking into their room and then like seeing them operate as normal humans just just it's just mind-blowing just weird i don't know what made me <laughs> I don't, I don't, how do, how do we get talking about this? I'm sorry, Lorenzo. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to kill someone that I didn't know that person, they'd have to personally hurt me, you know, like as far as dealing with uh, the mm. strangers like that, like, let's say they were to like, you know, mess with my nieces or something. Yeah, I'd kill them. I'd, uh, you know strangle them or whatever words uh can that takes say like on seven here. minutes strangling that's that's like the that's the toughest yeah allegedly. yeah but but you'd want to feel like every minute of it you know like sure. you know doing that because uh, it's personal you know at that point but uh <laughs> that's the way i would do it or or that laugh is everything <laughs> <laughs> all right uh take uh i've always wanted to Buy a little bat like the like Sting from uh from I'm WCW. not a wrestling guy. I know I know Bob okay. Backlund from 1982. I apologize. I would buy like you know the baseball um 
games, those novelty bats that are the like, mini bats. Sure. Yeah, that are, I have one I upstairs. Would, yeah. I'd want one of those and just beat the crap out of like someone with it, you know, with a mini bat. I feel like that would be a uh, sufficient enough to, to uh, get my revenge. Take a while. Yeah. The images that are going through my head right now. Happy Friday. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> Talking about perversion and murder. About to say, let's see here. What's the, what's the, Ray DeVito. Ray DeVito. Are you are you close to your parents? <laughs> my mom <laughs> passed away about two years ago. My father's currently hospitalized. He's eighty five years old. Okay, I was like. I was like, if you were close to him, man, pretty gay. Yeah, no, I had, I had a, I, I, <laughs> I think I had a, de- I had a perfectly boring, decent uh, relationship with my parents. I mean, I'm the youngest of five brothers. It's an Irish Catholic family. Irish Catholics from the Bronx, New York. They love from a distance. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't you know, I never went out and had a beer with my dad or anything like that. It was very much father son relationship, kind of a, a formal, but. Yeah, I got no complaints about uh, about my parents. No, that's good. I I didn't want to hear like, oh yeah, um, we he would kiss me on the lips like Tom Brady in those videos, you know. No, I, just... I don't. No, my father. I don't. I don't think I've ever <laughs> kissed my father. Yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think uh, any parent should kiss their kid on the lips. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking straight. You know, even in any culture. At any time, like, why would you want to kiss your child on the lips? Like, the cheek, I think, is sufficient. The forehead, perfect spot. It's a big spot there to kiss. Why are yeah. you going to go for yeah, the neck? I can't. I can't. I, I'm trying to see, like, the, the devil's advocate uh, argument, but honestly, I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I, I think just, you're right. There's so much other area, and then you want to, like, taste the saliva of your own child just, i don't know I don't if that's know. the intent but yeah i get what you're saying i get yeah what you're saying. but all that happens it does. i want to say to each his own because that's my nature but no you're right yeah it's very i don't know i, I would say it's like a a white people thing but i'm pretty sure every, every, <laughs> i'm pretty sure every oh, why, race why is it a white this? people thing <laughs> I don't know, just because I saw Tom Brady doing it on the... But he's the whitest man alive. He represents... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think that's Tom more Brady. like... That's more of a a rich man thing at that point where it's like, oh, I'm rich. I can do whatever the fuck I want on camera, you know? And then he's like the best, you know? I, I, from what I've heard about football, he's like the GOAT, you know? So I also don't watch football, but yeah, he's. I guess he's the greatest yeah yeah so and i'm in like, new england like he's definitely popular around these parts where i am so if i'm gonna kiss my son on the lips you better fucking uh you know let me do it i don't know that's how i feel uh i don't know if you want to answer this it's up to you do you so- own, own any sort of guns no okay yeah, no i, I was uh I, my, my father was a new york city police officer from like 1961 to 1981 and uh he was of the belief that bad guys have guns and that gun nuts are are wackos uh there was a gun in my house growing up his off-duty 38 was always around but in that era 
being raised by a New York City police officer, I was kind of, I got the vibe from him. The only people that have guns are people who want to kill my father. So I, I never really, I could probably use one for home defense where I live, but no, mm-hmm. I don't have any, I don't own a gun. No, yeah, and I always think that too. Like you said, gun nuts. Like there, people. I could, I could get owning one gun, and that's like for security. You know, whether it's uh, like a pistol, your basic pistol, or like a like a shotgun. A sh- they t- a they shotgun is a good one to have for home yeah. defense. Yeah, I hear you could buy like a youth shotgun, like a a kid's shotgun. And that would be good for home defense because it's got the shorter barrel, easier to go around corners in your home. And if you shoot it and miss, you're not going to take out the, your entire family, which I guess. Yeah, is the, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then again, it's like, you know, I mean, there are people that are, you know, I, the, the, the sportsmen and all that and the people that are into guns and not crazy. I, I, like, I realized that the views I had growing up aren't the same I have now regarding gun nuts like i don't think anybody who owns a gun is uh, is insane of course but moderation right lorenzo everything's in moderation yeah i could see people owning one gun a few guns just in case but i remember i don't I think working... i don't think anybody's coming to take away our guns which always seems oh, yeah. to be a thing every presidential election they're coming to take away our guns i i don't think that's happening i think that is just <laughs> a ploy to sell more guns no i remember it at my uh, grocery store, this uh, guy asked me, and he's just as big as me, like real tubby. He asked me, hey, you own a gun? I'm like, nah. He's like, I own 45 of them. <laughs> and and I'm the like, booth. yeah, yeah. We were. I, I don't know what someone else was talking about guns. And then he asked me to like maybe get some sort of like, hell yeah, I own three of them. And then to like tell me, oh, I own 45. And I'm just like, he, he's a big, chunky dude. I'm like, how are you going to get up, like, quick if you are in, like, the heat of the battle and go grab, like, however many guns, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the... You need... At that point, you need to grow more arms. That's you know? true. And I do think, Lorenzo, I'm 49. I don't know how old you are. But I, I sometimes I think of people my age. It's like we grew up with Rambo and the M60 and, and like, Dirty Harry watching the... It it's 44 caliber. It could blow a person's head clean off like we internalize that and then it's like as we you know guns are, are like our toys you know we didn't maybe some of us didn't mature and it's like it's nice to have those things around i guess i i sort of get that but i, I had a thing of, up yeah. here where like there was a there was something called soup stock it's hippie jam band music and all these different soups and this person contacted me because <laughs> i guess the person wanted to open carry a gun into soup stock and was was all angry because I guess the, the the like the head hippie said, "Hey man, you can't you can't bring your 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 open carry weapon in here," and like they they wanted me to get angry for them, and I'm just like or outraged, and I'm just like, well, well, why you got to bring a gun to soup stock, man? Like, what's the what's the need? Okay, maybe it's your right, and maybe you're you know you're doing it uh, as a, as a principle because of the Second Amendment, but do you do you really need to open carry in fucking soup stock, dude? <laughs> yeah do you feel that threatened at all times right or you just want to walk in there and she's like what is that about is i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah there i i don't know i i see i see the good in that sometimes but i'm not a not a gun fan yeah like you said i don't care if 
people get their guns taken away or not they're gonna find a way to have their guns because i'm sure a lot of people just have their guns illegally oh um, yeah yes i know yeah 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 but yeah i don't yeah i i i totally get that yeah but i don't you can pass again, all the laws you want and outlaw every the people yeah if, you, if people want a gun they're gonna get a gun especially if you're you know a piece of crap criminal and, i did not think we would be talking about like gun control huh this is great <laughs> well i had another question here that goes with that do you think the world's gonna end soon Oh, geez, Lorenzo. I mean, probably given my health and my habits for me and my age fairly soon. Well, I don't um, mean. But in general. Yeah, in I, general. I, I don't I don't mean your world. I mean, like, the I know whole you world meant, yeah. in general. But I guess it's one and the same, right? Well, uh, for me or you, it's one and the same because I'm pretty unhealthy, too. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I, yeah, hell, I'm worried about many things like. Uh, the state of the country and the way we all hate each other and all that good stuff. I mean, it does as, as I have children and sometimes I'm like, Oh geez, why would anybody want to bring children into this world? Oh, I, Whether, I, know I don't know exactly. if I go so far ahead and is, is there going to be an apocalypse or I don't know. It's, it seems like, I don't know. Everything's dark. That's why I like losing myself in the dabble verse and laughing. Yeah. Do you think, um, I know you said like you were raised Irish Catholic. Do you think, there's a possibility for like a biblical type of apocalypse. I know uh, to me, it's like ghosts. It's like, I don't, I don't really, I don't know if I believe in any of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I believe in God and what it says in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. It seems a little fictional at this point to me, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, but you probably Hopefully have I am. That. If there is a heaven, I'd like to go there, but I don't, is it? Well, I don't, <laughs> I think there's a yeah nuclear war, uh, civil war, all those things could happen before biblical apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I'm a realist, I guess. I'm, I'm more grounded. I like nonfiction. Yeah, uh, and uh, or uh, how about aliens? Do you think aliens will visit us? Before? Well, sure. I would have said I don't believe in that either. Although, like the last couple of months, the, the, our federal government has been releasing all these images of uh, UFOs. So now I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on all this. But in general, I, I, I'm, it's never, I've never given that kind of stuff second thought. It's never really interested me unless Alien, like the movie Alien, that franchise mm. particularly. Predator, not so much. Yeah, you're more uh, up on the actually what kind of affects you. Uh, more real, you said more realistically in the world, you know. Or I'm, or I just, I'm just not that uh, imaginative. Maybe I'm cl more closed-minded than I like to think. Or maybe you just have your worries elsewhere than like aliens. I don't care, you know. <laughs> like, True. Yeah, like I got other shit to deal with, like paying, paying the bills, and fucking. Uh, right. There's so many. Kids. There's so many other dangers right in front of my face, as opposed to some thing we've never seen yeah something far out yeah especially ghosts too. Uh, i hate I, I hate like the whole ghost hunter thing oh the, yeah the ghosts. fact that ghost hunting's taking over i mean locally where i live a lot of the businesses try to uh it basically use ghosts our place is haunted it's a whole marketing thing and <laughs> I, it drives me nuts <laughs> no i'm not a fan i mean i like the movie ghost i don't the, like no no i don't, you like don't even movie. like the movie ghost no not even the movie and it's not because oh of Whoopi Goldberg. God. I just don't like the whole concept of it. I was never a big I, Patrick I Swayze fan other than uh, Roadhouse. No, Patrick Swayze was perfect in it. I think it's 
Do you remember when? Do you remember when they used to sell movies at McDonald's? I remember no. we we bought Ghost at McDonald's. They were selling uh, certain VHS tapes there through the drive-through. I remember wow, we bought really. We, yeah, that never yeah. happened where I am. Yeah, it was weird, and I I remember it was like particular films. Like I think Ghost was one of those movies where it was rated like for everyone, like rated G. But it had like murder, death, blood, and guns, and all that. Kind of like, um, what's the, oh, Urban Cowboy, that John Travolta movie? That is random how, from Ghost to Urban Cowboy. Well, because that one is rated G also, but it shows like a, him having a threesome with two chicks and their tits are just out. You, you know what I'm talking about? Back in the day when. The ratings were so weird. Well, definitely, where... yeah. Like Jaws, the fact that Jaws is a PG movie it would it would never be that today. Yeah, the seventies were much uh, more uh, liberal times, I guess, in terms of the ratings. Yeah, they were. They... Bad News Bears. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Bad News Bears? The first, I mean, that would be an R today, and it's no. a kids movie essentially. No, I've never seen it. I've heard oh, of it, but I've never it's seen good. It. I mean, it's your basic. Every movie has copied it. You know, it's the it's the ragtag. Uh, baseball team but they're coached by Walter Matthau and Matthau is a is an alcoholic like he's coaching the kids he's drinking and driving literally you know he's got beer with him at all time the kids say all all racist stuff it's all just you know the language is terrible they it's a very good movie though the ending is so 70s I, I won't spoil it for you but 70s movies are the best man I mean Rocky lost at the end of the first Rocky you think about that he lost he lost at the end that's crazy I wish movies were, were more like that. Well, that that's so, like, well, I wouldn't say unoriginal. It's so uh, unique. Like, you expect the good guy to win, and then he loses. And it's like, oh, but well, we still love him, you know? And it's, and was, the message, yeah, the message of the movie is, like, yeah, he lost the big fight, you know? But, you know, he had Adrian. He had something. You know, it's not, it wasn't what he wanted. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm butchering the message of Rocky, but... That poster was big to me growing up, too. His whole life was a million-to-one shot. Rocky. I'm getting chills thinking about it. And I'm not Italian. Yeah, Rocky's fucking good. The first Rocky is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I mean, the other ones are kind of... Uh, I'm a little... I don't know. I'm not a big fan. But that first one is just incredible. Yeah. I, I No, you're right. Definitely every uh, other one's hit and miss. And then you start going into the Creed movies, and it's like, eh, whatever. Never, yeah, I've never watched the Creed movies. I can't. I mean, I've got they've gotten decent reviews, but I just, I just can't give them a chance because it's just recycling my childhood, which so mm-hmm. much of, of of media is these days: TV, streaming, movies. That they're just recycling. They're just selling the, our nostalgia. I don't appreciate it. I've Star Wars said, films being the being uh, the biggest example. I've, I've never seen any Star Wars film. I know I was talking to. Uh, Tony from Hack the Movies, and I had mentioned that I'd never seen a Star Wars film, and he's like, I will send you these particular ones that uh, they don't have, like, the additions that George Lucas added. Oh, They're okay, like, the original, you know? like, theatrical cuts, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I will send you these, and you have to watch those because the added ones are bullshit. Like, they throw in some, yeah, they make, it, they make, they make, find scenes a little awkward it's bizarre but i wonder i know a couple of people who like never saw the original star wars and seeing a 1977 film i don't know i'd be interested to see if it if it holds up for you 
people that I've talked to that haven't seen them and then and then see them in adulthood, they're like, what? This is because so much of it has been recycled in everything from mm-hmm. video games to television shows. And I don't know if it'll hold up for you. You might just. Yeah, think you'll you'll be like, I've seen that before. That's just like that. But it that actually that's came the origin. From and even Star Wars. Star Wars rips off a thousand movies before it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard to see. It's a touchstone of a generation. So, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a wacko Star Wars fans. I, I like Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I thought The Mandalorian was fine. I thought Rogue One was fine, and everything else I can take or leave it. And I know, um, I've always said, <laughs> I've always said I will, I will buy a gun uh, once they remake Back to the Future, just so I can blow my own brains. <laughs> Is that like your number like, one movie? I know a lot of people yeah, I, like. I don't say it's my number one movie, but that's the kind of movie that, like, why are you going to remake it? It, I think it was perfect as far as it being imperfect. You know, it is kind of like, oh, the time travel makes no sense or whatever. But it it just, how are you going to remake a movie like that, that everyone loves pretty much universally, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've read stuff saying... Uh that script is considered a perfect script. Actually, I'm the guy that we used to, that used to be on our podcast before he quit. Cause he hated me. He would talk about that. Like it's considered like they teach that, I guess in film school as the perfect, perfect script. But I'm like, I, I don't know. That's again, I, I, I saw it in the movie theater and it was a big deal, but it's not one I know. I, and then I, this is an unpopular opinion, but I saw it once and maybe twice. And I thought, okay, fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know, did- I'm into weirder, darker movies, I guess. Yeah, it didn't change you or motivate you like, oh, I'm going to try to Not at all. travel back in time <laughs> or, no. you know, whatever the the message is, no. you know. It made me uh, want to see like horror movies at that period. Yeah. Remember, uh, why is a pe- piece of paper blank? Rem- your future's never written, you know, change your own right. future or some bullshit. But uh, yeah, no, uh, thanks for being here. I think the last questions I had we're at we're running out of time uh are you more like on the side of germans or the chinese but i think we uh can uh yeah i don't know how to answer that yeah we're talking what year currently (laughs) i mean i was thinking more world war ii but uh you know we're out of time so (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i want to thank Uh... you sorry i have a soundboard (laughs) No, thank you so much for dealing with my uh, technical issues at the beginning. Not a problem at all. Just uh, I'm glad they weren't mine because that would yeah, I'd yeah, have an anxiety attack. No, I, I love you, Lorenzo. Thank you so much for having me on. And I did invite myself, which makes this even more special for me. No, yeah, it was great, man. Uh, I enjoy uh, working with you when I do get a chance to and definitely do some more if you want to plug your stuff where everyone can find you oh uh, insufferable bastards podcast on youtube patreon.com ray devito perfect no uh, i appreciate you and what you do and yeah i'm sure we'll be working together you know for many other times in the foreseeable future i'm sure say hi to cardiff all right thanks man take care bye, lorenzo bye